has just passed and there is no reason to live. I was born on that night. Although it was my mother's good luck not to endure the severe pains of childbirth, it was my bad luck to be born in a snowbank. Demesio's luck was always like that, Rosa said to her grandson. His cows were not only sickly, but grew to the size of large dogs and were so mean-tempered that when Demesio was near, they would bark and try to bite his feet. His wife, who was not from here, was fond of climbing trees until one day she fell while picking pinion and broke the bones in her neck. Not long after that, Demesio went to live with his nephew, Luis, a man who never spoke but only grunted. It was said that Luis would hit Demesio with a stick whenever Demesio complained, which was always. He was not a happy man, hijo, and he went about his life as if the air was full of stones. I remember clearly, Demesio would say, that life before this life was warm and without trouble and that the first time I took a breath it was snow. Demesio's mother, who was named Demesia after her own mother, became pregnant one spring night. She was forty-six years old and unmarried and an only child who lived with her old parents. Demesio's mother told no one she was with child because she did not know she was pregnant until the moment her son sprang from her womb like a fish jumping from the river. Although Demesia was a good-natured woman, there was, since her own birth, a blankness about her eyes and around her mouth and in her movements, as if a fire inside her had never been lit. She did not know she was pregnant for the simple reason that she was unable to comprehend the idea of yesterday. On the day of Demesio's birth, Rosa had said, Demesia was returning home from the church where she had dusted with a dry rag, as she did every Thursday evening, the fourteen stations of the cross. As she neared her parents' home, a sharp spasm racked her lower stomach, and Demesia gasped in pain. Her feet slipped out from under her, and she fell hard on the frozen path. She wrapped her arms around her belly and moaned, and in that instant, Demesio, in his haste, burst into the world and landed face first in the snow. He lay there half buried without moving, his voice shocked into silence. If he'd had one coherent thought, it would have been that life is full of surprises and none of them can you see coming. Rosa leaned back in her chair and folded her hands in her lap. She looked across the table at her grandson. So you see, she said, you must always be careful and never walk across this village until you're old enough. Flavio, who'd had no idea his grandmother's story had anything to do with him, suddenly saw the village full of small, vicious cows, and men who did not speak but only hit you with sticks, a place where babies could be found in snowbanks. Grandmother, Flavio said, will those things happen to me? Which part, hijo? Rosa said, and she smiled. All of it. No, mi hijo. And she leaned across the table and touched her grandson's hand. It is someone else's story, not yours. But that doesn't mean you should ever, ever forget. Seventy-five years later, Flavio stood in the field behind the house that had once been his grandparents, and then, after their deaths, his sister Ramona's. His mouth was half open, and his breath came and went gently. 
he slowly became aware of the water rushing through the ditch, away from him and away from his alfalfa. It occurred to him that all he had really done for the past twelve days was drive across the village to torment his alfalfa, which deserved better. It was then, out of the corner of his eye, that he saw Felix Garcia, a man too old and sick to be out by himself, walking through the pinions. Felix Garcia hadn't walked anywhere for the past eight years, other than to shuffle along with his son Pepe from his bed to a table in the café that carried Felix's name. A vein had burst in Felix's head one morning while he was preparing beans and chile in the kitchen of his small restaurant. And though Felix had always been a quiet man who kept to himself, the stroke left him utterly mute and slow and vacant, as if whatever had once been inside him had suddenly left. He now spent his days sitting alone in the far corner of the café while his son cooked in the kitchen. Flavio and Felix had known each other.